0: This is Althaven's exclusive live stream of Predation. If you're eager to witness the live action firsthand, join us on Twitch every Monday night at 6 p.m. PST on twitchtv Althaven. If you're savoring what you hear and want more captivating content, explore Althaven's other remarkable podcasts, like $2 Creature Feature and Pest Control. Our extensive backlog spans from the mystical realms of ghosts, werewolves, and vampires to the cosmic adventures of Star Trek and the heroic tales of superheroes. Your support is invaluable to Alt Haven, and we appreciate every moment you spend with us. Thank you for being part of our haven.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Strange. Um, Eric Campbell, your GM for this evening. Uh, welcome to Legacy of Silver Creek. Back here with the Streampunks. We got a big game ahead of us tonight. Lots of plans are being laid down by the party. So I'm going to go ahead and say let's just do some quick announcements tonight and then we will jump into tonight's story. Does anybody have anything they'd like to announce before we kick things off? If not, I've got one. Go ahead, Noir. What's up?
2: Hey, I just thank y'all for leaving your YouTube comments. That's really cool. It, like I had a I had a couple of bad days and uh, I, I read a couple of these comments and it made me smile. So just thank you guys for that.
1: Thank you on behalf of Noir's friends for that um all right anybody else got any uh, yes caitlin uh
3: thin places radio or 10 minutes or less tiny uh audio fiction uh podcast we will have our next episode comes up this friday uh we had but we're going we're every other week now so i keep i forget when i have to announce it but it's this friday will be our next episode uh you can check it out wherever you listen to podcasts
1: all right sweet um the only announcement that i had this evening is uh for anybody who is interested uh this week on my personal league of whimsy discord server we are going to be opening up a, an rpg channel uh for star trek adventures solo play so if you're interested in going mm-hmm. over there and uh and checking it out um you get access through sub on twitch or my personal coffee account for the league of whimsy Um, and that will give you access to the Discord server. Um, We're also looking for mods. So if you're interested in being a mod, if anybody's interested in modding, uh, do check out the application that is up on the announcements channel should you pop in. Um, And definitely, if you intend on playing, definitely grab a copy of uh, the Captain's Log solo adventure book by Michael because it's fucking awesome. It's just a good thing to have for a Star Trek adventure. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. That's it's not live yet. It's going to be going live soon. So, yeah. Uh, anybody else have any announcements that they'd like to pop out there? Nobody else? Nobody? Really? Nobody? Really? Not a single uh, Yes. Am so, I
4: nobody to you?
1: Ah, I finally figured you out. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, go ahead. Oh, that Ask means that I'm that,
4: that, that I'm like Odysseus. Like, you know, no one did, and then you, you, you <laughs> snap the Cyclops in the eye and then you're like, lol, it was I, Odysseus. And then the Cyclops is like, Curse you, Poseidon, mess him up! Why do you Poseidon? even need me. like, I got you! you. <laughs>
1: Why am I here tonight?
4: Understood. Uh, but that is a fundamentally unsafe procedure. And if you want to learn more about safety, specifically safety science, you can learn about a really, like, mechanistically cool uh, new reason why uh, regulatory agencies are making policy to keep us safe uh, by watching the latest episode of May Contain Science on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at delevely D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. Brominated vegetable oils, way more interesting than they sound.
1: Take your word for it.
4: I know, right? You really (laughs) wouldn't think, but I broke out a periodic table to explain a food additive. And that's pretty effing wild to me. Uh, so go check it out. It's weird and cool. I wouldn't have thought so. I was intrigued, and I think you will be too. Uh, but until then, all of the intrigue must be confined to the secrets of Silver Creek and legacy thereof. Mm.
1: <laughs> well, that was a good segue. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. Did myself. you say you were excited? I feel like I can't start the game until that's. I just I didn't hear it, and so I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, just, I've I been am. have oh,
4: we, we've we've we've. It's true. I, things, I, Sam, programming programming the, programming the Campbell 6000 uh, has taken tremendous effort, and uh, we will not in fact
5: years, years of work. It's been yeah. It, it <laughs> One ha- week since you
4: look at.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm excited. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there it is.
1: <laughs> <sighs> okay. Let's begin tonight's episode of Legacy of Silver Creek. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> Jake says we're live, but I don't know. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
1: I guess. I don't know who to
2: trust anymore. Yeah, yeah. I know.
1: We, <laughs> it has been broken. Um, yeah, all right. Um. All right.
4: I feel unwelcome
1: now. All right, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's story. So when we last left off, you guys had made a pretty big decision to pop through different realities in order to get an upper hand on what would appear to be an incredibly dangerous rogue AI that is intent on, you're not sure what, but it sounds like maybe becoming a god of some kind. In which case, you have... Some of you have decided to return to that particular rogue AI's original reality of origin in order to, we'll see, but apparently get an upper hand to acquire something that will help you take her down. There's also the question as to how this is going to interact with the fact that Dahlia apparently is... A clone of, or derivative of, or sister of, or somehow connected to this rogue AI. When we last left off, the decision had been made to jump realities and accomplish this with or without the estate's help. And if I remember correctly, it was mostly without the estate's help. that y'all were just going to do this on your own. That was further inferred by the fact that you broke into the estate's database and started swiping some information from them, learning a little bit more about who they are and a little bit about their history. One of the things that you learned about who they are and their history is that the estate apparently is actually, from what you could gather, a trustworthy organization that is doing the best they can to keep everybody safe. They have a history with somebody called the betrayer. And the head of the estate apparently has a history with him. How that ties into the rogue AI Theta, you're not entirely sure. Not everything has been made clear. But after uncovering enough of this information, you all begin to formulate this plan to take care of this on your own. You'd been making decisions about where you were going. And specifically, you were headed to the recursion that Theta is native from. This recursion looks pretty spectacular specifically it looks like a city on the moon well beyond anything any of you have ever seen The decision has been made to jump into this recursion to see if you can't find essentially if she's got some kryptonite laying around that you can take back with you. Not everybody is going. I don't know what the full plan is. I know that y'all were talking about the possibility of dividing up the party before you did some reality jumping. And as you were having this discussion and getting ready to go, the prisoner, Orega, came barging in to the infirmary, closing the door behind him and said, you're not leaving without me, are you? And that is where we are picking up seconds after this has happened. Orega, as he is into the room, has his hands His palms against the door that he just came in, like he snuck in. And it's pretty clear he should not be out of his prison cell. And he has pressed his back up against the door and occasionally is glancing back towards the crack in the door just to look as much as he can down the hallway before he looks back at everybody and says, So when are we leaving?
6: We? Yeah, we?
1: You think you're going somewhere without me? Do any of you know a thing about traveling through the strange? Have any of you ever jumped into another recursion before without an an opportune gate? Do you know how to translate? Do you know how to gain access to another recursion?
6: I know that I don't trust you anymore.
1: It's a lot better than just jumping into the strange without having a destination or how to get there.
4: I thought these very nice people at the estate who, you know, put you in a fancy force field were going to teach us all the stuff we needed to know. They want us to go back home, too.
1: You're not going back home, though, are you?
4: What are you talking about?
1: I don't know, but I'm sure certain head of the estate is going to ask me what I'm talking about. And when Agent Manners questions me about where you all went i'll just have to tell him because i was left behind
2: as much as i would love to argue with him i don't think that we have the time
1: agreed so when are we going now have any of you translated before i mean without the gate your first time was the gate yes
4: Yep. I mean, I took some just language qu- classes that one time, but... So we're we're just going to be blackmailed? That's the plan? That's just what's happening?
1: I guess you could try to kill me.
5: Well, that's it would, rude. It, it also just sounds messy. Mess.
1: It would be I messy, mean, look, but it would be in the infirmary. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to make a case against myself here.
4: We could throw him back to the estate, but...
1: The estate I mean, will know that you're headed to Luna 1 and that you broke into their files.
5: How do you know?
1: Because you're not Luna the only God. one that can do things with the powers of the strange.
6: Oh. What can you do?
1: I can help you translate into Luna 1.
2: And avoid
1: answers. Let's, I'm a thief. I'm not going to tell you everything. All I want is to get out of here. My goal is to get to Luna One. once I'm there, we don't have to ever see each other again if you don't want.
2: Then let's begin.
1: That's <laughs> one vote unless he's your leader in which case shall we begin?
4: No one's our leader, but if the most skeptical uh distrusting Protective person I know
2: These are all accurate, yes
4: Then I'm going with what he thinks I do,
3: I want to go I want to go home And I know that we've been talking about a moon For the past little bit, but that is still I would like to make it clear that I still would like to go home
6: I stand with you
3: I, This might be the first time we've ever agreed on something And I now I don't know how I feel about that
2: the end we'll game.
6: Get used to it, I
2: guess. <laughs> the end game is for everyone to end up where they want to be. But the longer we talk about it in what could potentially turn into a hostile environment at any second, the greater our chances of failure.
6: I just want to go on record that the last thing that I said to this man. Do you remember what I said to you? Me? Yes, you.
1: You. No.
6: No, you don't remember the threat that I told you that if I learned her powers that I would use it on you?
1: Oh. Yes. Yes.
6: And Dahlia puts her hand like against the screen like she did last time mm-hmm. to like extract information.
1: Okay. Uh, the screen reacts and you see it pixelizations begin to flood towards your fingers like water being drawn down into the center of a well. And he watches for a moment and says,
6: If anything right. happens to them, I will come for you.
1: He shrugs and says, eh, you're all the only ones doing anything about this theta. So if anything happens to them, I think a version of you is coming for all of us.
6: <laughs> all right. Smart ass.
1: So shall we begin? We don't have a lot of time, and this is not, I should warn you, always a predictable thing. Meaning? Doesn't matter who you do this with. Jumping from recursion to recursion is an event, and sometimes can be a bit of a roll of the dice. Literally. All right. Uh, just need to make sure he glances through the crack in the door and he says, I cannot believe how much unfettered access all of you were given for this. Truly. As being native to a recursion, they are very trusting, especially since one of you wears the face of one of their mortal enemies. And he glances down the corridor again and says, okay, let's do this. Everyone um, sit in a circle. Oh. Like you're all a bunch of friends around a campfire. Sit in a circle.
5: Clover sits.
1: Sax oh. sits. Crisscross applesauce. Anything you're bringing with you? You have it on you?
5: Um, yeah.
1: Oh. Something you should know. The recursion that we're jumping into. Luna 1. Your first time translating. This is different than running through a gate. You are going to be absorbed into this new recursion. The reality in which you are about to enter is going to accept you. But the only way it can accept you is if you play by its rules. So, don't be surprised if you show up looking a little different.
2: My question to you would be, we, some of us, desire to go back home while The rest will be going to Luna 1. Is there a way for one translation to send people in different
1: destinations? I can teach you how to translate. You're all very obviously quickened. And at least one of you is a paradox, which I can work with that. It'll be easier for each of you to translate to Gravac because you're from there. You know exactly what it looks like. You're from this place. Translating requires uh, familiarity. Um, I don't have enough time to explain it to you now. Suffice to say, you can't get to Luna 1 without me. I've been there, so I know how to guide us to this recursion. Uh, you would typically need something like uh, an artifact or... You did see the images on the computer so those actually could be used technically but enough of that more on this later once we get to Luna one it can be very disorienting translating for your verse time again this is not stepping through a gate your body in this reality will cease to exist and you will reform in a new reality it can be disorienting and, well, strange. Everyone good? On the same page? Everyone excited? I like my body.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, during i sure this... you're not alone in this, my friend.
5: Clover takes a quick look around the room. <laughs> To see if there's like cam visible, or even semi hidden cameras or mics or something. Still trying to figure out like, make a perception check. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: How does he know all this about? I'm his? gonna I'm gonna say make a perception check and I'm gonna set the difficulty of this at six. Oh, all right.
5: I don't have my sweet little pterosaur here, uh, so I don't get that natural help. All right, I'll just. <laughs> I'll just roll it and see if I can roll an 18 right now. Do it. No, I I cannot. I did not. You
1: have no idea. You don't see anything that observes or records. There's nothing obvious sitting out to you. You don't know how the hell he's known, how he knows everything that he's... It's like he was standing next to you all while you were doing your covert actions. Ready? Ready? He sits down and he says, Join hands. No, I'm not kidding. Get any jokes you have about Kumbaya or fellowship out of the way now, if you want. I used to make a pastor joke, like if anybody for <laughs> was forced to go to church camp like I was as a kid and had asshole parents. <laughs> no, doesn't land with anyone, huh? No, I guess not. Church you even, yeah, never mind. You're not from a place that has any temples or churches. So well, I guess that's not true, but anyway. Do we have much to fear from this Kumbaya? <laughs> Only if the translation does not go well. Then you have plenty to fear. Are we ready?
4: I go over to Joe. Okay. You gonna be okay back home? Yeah, it's home.
3: I I know how to deal at home.
1: You're staying here? That's I would just like to
2: go home? <laughs> Some of them are aiming for home. Ah, well, good luck.
1: Because that means you're not coming with us.
5: Right. So we can all still be in the same circle and some people will like think of home and others will think of the other place. No, it's not
1: like an it's not like an exit. Uh, You either come with us or you stay here.
5: Oh, and do your own meditation circle later.
1: I recommend trying this on your own without some guidance first. Translating by yourself for the very first time is very well, not fun.
5: Um, well, you know, since we so kindly let you into our group to come with us, what would you think about taking us all to one place and then the other two can go on the connecting flight to not connecting? I don't know what that means. Uh, Go on the next leg of the caravan to the other place.
1: You you want me to take you to Gravac and then to Luna 1?
5: I look around at the group.
1: I
2: actually have a thought, if I may. There is a gate here in the estate that leads back to Gravac. That does not require this
1: meditation.
5: Isn't it like really heavily guarded and heavily gonna...
1: guarded and probably a death bot waiting for you on the other side, my friend. Hmm.
5: But it's there. Look, uh, we're
4: all quick and stuff. So surely We can be quick enough that we can all sit near each other and go to different places with the translation. Joe's very smart. And Cynthia can... Jesus, (laughs) me neither. can do all sorts of weird things I don't understand. And Zach can probably lift like at least a medium-sized dinosaur. Okay. Zach, real quick, to confirm.
1: Okay, (laughs) He stops, and you see him look at his his piece again, and he just says, This is taking so much time. Um, All right. Here's what I would recommend, then. If there are some of you that wish to go back to Gravac, we should translate there first. And then from Gravac, I could perhaps, through translating to Gravac, I could teach any other of the paradoxes in the party how it is done. Once that happens... Then you can take your chances and translate along after us to Luna, should you choose. Um, sound good? Pop- that's that's Probably for the best, anyway. Don't you have an animal on you from Gravec?
4: What about it?
1: Uh, <laughs> it just occurred to me that if we had jumped to Luna 1 through translation, your animal would not have <clears throat> been materialized.
4: I take instinctively take two steps right toward this man's.
1: He shrugs and says, I don't keep track of these things. I'm not typically one to run through in opportune gates. They're not supposed to exist as long as this one has. Let's pick okay.
5: Yeah, that kind of settles it.
2: Go Zach is offering his hands to each side.
4: Oh, I'm going to grip it. I'm going to grab Zach's hand and grip it just super, super, This dish even
7: an endangered okay out of your
2: you do see a little wits like oh i'm surprised
1: you guys are (laughs) misreading the translation trance is literally what it is called um typically a translation takes four hours to translate um but Because you do have a paradox that is trying to, that is initiating the translation and is trying to speed it the hell up. This is going to be easing it. Plus you are all from here. So Grevek is a level six recursion, which means getting to back to Grevek through translation means you have to make a recursion roll at a difficulty six or something happens. And there is in fact a translation failure table for me to roll on should things go south. So, um, Reinitiating. So y'all have to. Okay. Um. Ooh. Okay. He is going to attempt to help each of you learn how to you using this moment to translate into to Gravec so that you will be able to travel as needed. So here's what he does. Uh, each one of you is going to need to fulfill a certain role for this translation jump. So you have a paradox. Paradox is initiating the role. So what you are going to do is paradox initiate. initiate although one can modify the aspects of the translation, paradox are better initiators. When paradox makes a translation role, you roll and you get one automatic retry on the role. Okay, so that's good to know. So what do I need to roll? Initiating the character, having one of the following an object. Nope, you're from there, so you don't have to do that. I'm so excited. We're finally rolling for translation. <laughs> uh, Knowledge of three specific and, uh, or <laughs> y'all meet all of the qualifications. Translating to Gravac, since it's your native, trans, uh, your native recursion, you don't need the standard things like a recursion key or anything to get into that reality. Y'all can just go. So, um, uh, when the trans ends, the character initiating the translation role makes an intellect-based role with the difficulty equal to the recursion's level. So easing translation because a paradox is initiating it, it's going to drop it from a six down to five. You guys are hastening the translation, however. But you can do that with help. So. How? Um, okay. One round effector eases okay helping with the trance initiating okay so additional characters can enter the trance and provide aid according to the rules of helping as it is described on 118 so you guys are essentially going to so we have okay so we have a carn, which is a vector in the strange we have a paradox and we have a speaker
2: oh I, all of I've this
1: been- is going to trans all of this is going to help with the translation
2: I um, thought, as a card, I was going to be useless for this
1: no um, in fact, in fact, one of the cool things about translating to another reality is having different is having a very diverse party makeup because every single person can actually help ease the translation and cut down on how much time it takes to do it based on who is involved because each one of you is incorporating an aspect of your paradigm into the translation into a new reality. It makes it possible makes it easier to slip in between. The well of worlds as it were and emerge on the other side so what would normally take four hours is cut down to 10 minutes which is cut down again because each one of you has a different version of each uh, character type involved in this focusing on the things that you all do because you're all initiating this and helping along that is actually going to cut down translation time to 10 minutes so you all sit here and begin to focus. And as he does, it is it does start like guided meditation. He says, no talking after this. Focus on your home. Focus on something that is important to you. Anything back in Grivac, have a clear image of it in your mind. Push it to the front of your minds, like you want me to see it. Think of the smells, the tastes, the things you experience, the sound of mud underneath your boots, whatever it is about your home. The sound of dinosaurs roaring in the background. Those things. Focus on this. And then, Cynthia, Dahlia feels a squeeze on her hand. And a quick glance shows that he is nodding to you. Like he is trying to connect with you to show you how this is done. And he takes a deep breath and he closes his eyes. And following suit, you also, everybody begins to focus, and it does indeed look like a circled meditation, like a group of people like huddled around each other holding hands. At first, it feels a little silly. And the quiet is awkward. Nobody says anything. Every now and then there's a cleared throat. throat) After about a minute, some of you begin to feel a little bit of a rising sense of anxiety, that you're sitting here doing nothing that at any minute, and this is true, a guard could walk through the door and catch you all in the middle of what looks like a seance. Of course, everybody here knows that you guys are attempting to translate, so the implication of what might get hap- what might happen to all of you is up in the air. But after a few minutes, as you push through the discomfort and the silence and the awkwardness, each of you begins to feel something. it's a sensation of. Light, almost, it's a lightheadedness, but it's not unpleasant. And you think you start hearing the distant sounds of the Redjaw Wilds. Each of you begins to think you hear the sounds of Gravec as you know them, outside of the memory. And a noise. You hear its like, sparking sound a moment the temptation to open your eyes to see what it is you're hearing you realize your eyes do not and cannot open or they are open but you instead of seeing the room around you it looks dark bolts of energy begin to play off of your bodies and the world around you begins to fade as though someone is slowly drawing down the contrast more and more and more into this white. just And it fills your vision and goes complete darkness. And each of you begins to hear this roiling sound, this and it begins to finally become this low hum. Your eyes are closed, but somehow you can still see it. All around you, the swirling dark nebulous clouds of an endless universe filled with stars and pocket realities, looking into a swirling worm like structure that spirals over and over and over into infinity. And everything in your being tells you you are looking directly into the strange at this moment. There is a sense of fear, of terror, much like maybe. Somebody who is scared of heights flying for the first time. But at the same time, there is also this sense of euphoria. Of being able to see the entire universe from a bird's eye view. You're having your Dr. Arroway looking at the universe moment from contact. You're kind of seeing the great celestial architecture of the universe for a split second. This dark energy network that forms all things around you. And in that particular moment, your first time translating, your body becomes ephemeral. Begin to see through your own selves. You're aware that each of you is there because you can feel each other's presence as though you were still holding hands. But nothing else is around you except everything. But what's more, some of the truths to the things that you've heard all begin to sink into your bones. And each of you begins to see the truth of the words of Agent Manners. Earth may be the center of the wheel, but it is no less or more real than Gravak. No less or more real, no less or more important. You begin to feel that pull, that comfort in this great reality that's sprawled out in front of you. It would be easy to get lost in the infinity of it all, except for you feel home. It's calling to you and you to it. It's not like you're falling out of the sky, but instead, in this great expanse of stars, you see a single blade of grass sprout from this cloud of nebula in front of you. Kind of angle up and then droop slightly. Little sparkle of a star that you see in front of you that would normally be quite the celestial sight to behold of a blinking star of a distant, perhaps supernova, is in fact the glint of sunlight off of a drop of dew that falls into mud mud that you were all sitting on and each of you for what feels like the very first time in your lives takes a deep gasping breath (gasps) as you realize that for as long as you have been in the emptiness of the strange the infinite cause the cosmic way of the strange None of you have been breathing. None of you have been existing as you do as a normal biological creature. You are born again into this world. As you translate directly into Kravak. And you all find yourselves coughing and leaning over and just uh, gasping for breath as the world around you is roiling right now in a gentle rainstorm. You are on some kind of large grassy field, and you could hear the thunderous uh, tr- uh, uh, stampede. Distant, thankfully, and not coming towards you. Because the moment you guys look up, your neck muscles kind of stretching and aching a little bit. You can see uh, off in the distance what looks like a small group of sauropods rushing away from your location. You would see their tails as they're di- di- dipping down low and kind of keeping cl- close to the tall grass and escaping from what they imagine is some kind of disturbance or predators. Um, none of you are in pretty good shape right now. It's going to take about, about three minutes to acclimate, but right now you're all gasping for breath and currently at a disadvantage. The role for everything you guys are doing is uh, at an increased difficulty of three. So if you try to do anything for the next three minutes, it's going to be really hard as your bodies are starting to like acclimate. Um, As that sensation, that feeling is settling in. uh, Vern, you inadvertently are uh, whining because this is scary, unknown, and really uncomfortable. (laughs) The rest of you though, find yourselves back in Gravac. What's remarkable too, is you are all back in Gravac with, the same mud stains that you had on you when you left same condition your clothes were in your weapons everything that you were when you left this reality your reality it's all back like you would never gone um instinctively joe you look down at your arm and indeed the dressings from where you came from are still there your arm still feels okay the wound hasn't reverted. That has been fine. And you see as you're all catching your breath, he stands up, Orega, and stretches his back and goes, oh, if you need to throw up, it's normal, it's natural. You get used to it. Everyone made it. Everyone okay? I need you to do me a favor, and I'm going to ask this specifically. I'm going to ask this from Dahlia. If You would roll 2d10.
7: Aha,
6: one second
1: and count this as a roll from one and 100 and tell me what you roll
6: i got a zero zero and a nine
1: so you rolled a nine uh, okay um you see something alarming for a split second As he's stretching his back, you see him go fade for a second. Like, his body begins to lose consistency. And the matter begins to break down. And he seizes up for a second and then drops down to one knee and reconstitutes in front of you. And he's... Are you okay? I was... uh, Too much... (laughs) Translation in too short of time. Very, very hard on the body. It's why they asked you to stay here for 24 hours. Uh, Stay at the estate for 24 hours. Translating too often can be very, very dangerous. I need a moment. Is everyone else okay? And you all feel a little sick to your stomachs. And your skin has that disassociative feeling of not feeling like your skin, but that's slowly starting to fade away. But it is not fun. There's no other way to describe it. You feel disassociated from the body that you're looking at for a moment. It starts to slowly acclimate. You begin to feel the temperature. You begin to feel the sensations and the clothes that you're wearing feels. Okay. Yeah, those are mine. That's, that's okay. That's mine. I'm,
4: I'm, I'm holding Vern real, real close. Just, just petting, trying, trying to help Vern be a little more comfy. Yeah.
1: There's to give you some, to give you some feedback here, Aliza, uh, Vern is in that state where you are inadvertently making really sad, pathetic noises because it is, that was not fun at all.
7: At all.
4: I, I know, baby. I know. I know. You're home now, though. You're okay. You're okay. You're home. You're, you're, you're going to smell all your favorite Cretaceous smells and eat all your favorite Cretaceous foods, and you're going to be okay now. I
1: know. I know. Um, Orega says... Do not ever take that one, points at Vern, anywhere into the strange without an an opposite gate. They will not materialize on the other side. Only quickened and those with the spark can materialize outside of your recursion. Do you understand? And those with the spark will not last. They have to return to their recursions or they will break apart.
4: Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Recursion, you translate stuff. You're okay, baby. You're okay.
1: I'm going to need at least a day before I can take you to Luna 1.
0: (sighs) Yeah, that
5: that tracks. I think Uh, I could use a day of rest, too, actually, after that.
3: Where are we?
1: That's exactly what I was about (laughs) to say. Yeah. Where did we land
3: in character? and out of character. Translate
1: indeed. Who would like to roll for that? I mean, I'm not even going survival to try. Survival yeah. There's survival no- oh, okay. that's a
0: new oh. skill for me. Okay.
5: May I use geography? I'm trying to. You may. Um, where's my sheet? where she get? where she go?
0: Oh, okay.
1: If you would like to make a geography roll, then I would say, um, difficult uh i would say the difficulty here considering you're out in the middle of the fields the difficulty here is i was gonna say i would start it at four but for ozzy the difficulty is going to be two
5: uh okay i have
1: roll two is that dahlia What's
6: yeah. That? yeah um oh well, aliza go first and then i'll explain
5: my idea okay survival
1: Survival works too. If you have geography, if you have any kind of familiarity that you think of a trigger here, but survival is a good way of just kind of getting your bearings as to what kind of landscape you're in and then try to mm-hmm. make some kind of call off of that.
5: Yeah. The only, Oh, I have pathfinding.
1: That would definitely, Oh yeah. As a, as a former butterfly, that would definitely come in handy.
5: Okay. Uh, cool. I'll, I'll, can I use both of those survival and pathfinding?
1: um you could use one of those
5: okay i'll use yeah. one then okay so i'm down to three uh
1: okay. you are down to yes down to okay. three
2: uh, <laughs> I got a
1: five okay what's up
2: i was just gonna uh, can i ask Paca? Oh wait i failed yeah <laughs> sorry my drone like I, I figure it would have like a gps type dealio on it
1: uh, you can try, but what you will notice is, as you pull your drone out, is it immediately goes <gasps> and just perfectly operational. Immediately folds out that metal skin, blends out into those pterosaur-like wings, and it goes, <gasps> and its little laser eyes stare up at you.
5: You got it working.
1: That
2: I did. All it took was shunting myself from one reality to the other. Simple. Uh, <laughs> uh I'm going to see if there's a map on this thing.
1: Okay. There is no real satellite technology here, so you're not able to gotcha. pinpoint specifically where you are. However, you can send this drone up overhead to get a bird's eye view as it were.
2: Yeah. i you are. Yeah, I'll just do it. Uh, In which case,
1: I would let you ease the roll of this by two. Okay. So you will be rolling on the same difficulty as Ozzy. All
2: right. That's a 19. Okay. Also then- from Ozzy.
1: Dahlia, what was that? What about Ozzy?
4: Also rolled a 19. Okay. Hey, my tea buddies.
1: Dahlia, what did you <laughs> want to do?
4: Um, I wanted
6: to use premonition since I can learn one random fact about yeah. a location.
1: Yeah, OK. Oh, you know what, Dahlia, this would also be an easy roll for you, but go ahead and use premonition because it'll just click. You will come into it, it will occur to you at the same moment that it occurs to Ozzy, and indeed, Joe, you might start getting a sense as well, but the two of you begin to realize at that same moment as you make eye contact while the butterfly, the former butterfly is looking around and the drone is activating. Essentially, the party begins to realize slowly but surely one way or the other, making the connections. You guys are probably about three or four kilometers north of the Chalk Road, right north of a city called Kalano. It occurs to you exactly where you are, because as Ozzy looks around and makes eye contact with Joe, and then again with Dahlia, this landscape looks familiar to y'all in particular because this is the route you chose when you fled. You traveled north along the Chalk Road until you split up and went straight into the Redjaw Wilds heading towards Silver Creek you are approximately 300 to 400 kilometers south of silver creek roughly two and a half weeks of travel give or take with the red jaw wilds
7: Mm.
6: look familiar
4: weren't we supposed to be north Sauropods had fur. This isn't north. Did it go wrong, El Torrega?
1: He says, I I think something went wrong.
3: Is this because when you said think of home, I took that literally?
1: Looks at you and says, It's possible. I don't know. Sorry. I was leading the meditation, so it's it's not an exact science. But it could have something to do with the fact that we were translating without permission out of the estate, which has safeguards in place, making that a very difficult thing to do.
6: Well, mission accomplished, we got back home.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
6: So, we need to find a place to rest up. And my vote is probably to go back to Coleno. Uh,
5: cool. Clover Enjoy looks, that. Yeah, Have Clover fun. looks at Joe and Ozzy. So that's, yeah, that seems like a um, no from Do you want to stay
6: out here? But what supplies are we staying out here with?
2: Uh, let me just go in my bag.
1: <laughs> you reach into your bag and you see a couple of the rations that you had stashed in there.
2: Uh, I've got, uh, 50 feet of rope, uh, two days worth of rations, three spikes, a hammer, set of warm clothes,
1: boots, and three torches. You oh could. no, actually two torches. I have a suggestion it's not the best but it's the best we can do perhaps but we could attempt to take a ferry through the Tauritek's run travel by water it would cut at least a week off of our journey if you were all headed back I mean, and there's on, the on, other the other the option The other option is, of course, give me a day, and we go to Luna 1, and try our hand at maybe translating back to Gravac once again, maybe this time without the interference of the estate, driving us two weeks off course. Best I can do, I'm afraid. (laughs) <laughs> also you notice his prison clothes have completely vanished he is wearing what looks like butterfly garb oh. you even see oh. a, a tattoo has emerged on his arm like he looks like he is completely who he was when he left
2: stared daggers at <laughs> uh.
6: Okay, we all can't just stand here, though. We all know what happens when we just stand in the middle of the wild. Follow. So if you don't like my idea, then somebody come up with something.
5: Uh, What? Uh, what? Where, where are we in terms of... I already failed my perception rule. Never mind. But I mean, I would know, like, are we in a swamp? Are we in a forest? Like,
1: what... Not only that, but you're getting real-time feedback from a drone that's flying overhead. Um, oh, that's right. oh, Also, if you would, please, uh, Noir. Oh,
2: yeah. i got to roll the C. Yeah, you, roll please. a D20. Okay. Huh, that's a 16. You're fine. Uh, okay.
1: Yep. Um, Real-time <laughs> feedback. You guys are probably about, with, with no longer needing to make an approximation, the drone can actually see Kalano City from its height. And also see some of the some pterosaurs that are making their way north right now some of the activity in the sky kaleno is approximately 12 mile 12 kilometers south of you guys right now so y'all are just north of kalano um
3: question what's up so when when we had set up backstory and stuff this was more for flavor but maybe could be useful now um mm-hmm. uh, uh joe his family acquired Atticus because Atticus belonged to her uncle, and her uncle passed away, and Atticus couldn't live in the triangle with them because he's too big and they don't let dinosaurs come in the triangle, so they still had her uncle's house, which was on the outskirts of Caleno. Could we instantiate that as a thing that exists still, or do you want me to keep that as flavor?
1: (laughs) You can absolutely do it. (laughs) Yes.
3: Is that that an XP spend, or...
1: Um, if it, so I would call it an XP spend if you wanted it to be conveniently located. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted it to be not far from where you are now, in which case we can bake it into the story that that's part of the reason why you appeared here when you were thinking of home. Um, mm. but by and large, your are I, I will confirm to you that it was a role and it was the estate the defenses of the estate interfering with translations. So mm-hmm. if you want, yes, you could say, if you're willing to make an XP spend, mm-hmm. um, you can, you guys can put yourselves pretty close by to the homestead that was north of Kalena.
3: Would y'all want that? I'm happy to spend for that.
4: I'm sure you are, but your money's no good here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eric, you have an XP. Okay.
1: Oh,
2: hang on. Oh. Right, see. if you don't spit for that i was gonna spit for a dumb thing that would have been bad <laughs> for
4: us <laughs> please well, don't for dumb things and yeah <laughs>
1: okay so um that's gonna be uh so yeah that's one xp it's basically a player intrusion it's going to let you make a thing true with gm approval it i'm gonna say yes so yeah it it pops into your head joe The reason why this place is so familiar is you remember running through these grasslands just north of the Chalk Road when you were small. It is worth noting, too, that that house has been abandoned for the past uh, close to three and a half weeks now since you departed and headed to Silver Creek. So you don't know what you might find walking up on the old homestead, but it should be there.
3: I think I think part I think since Sam made a spend I think Ozzy's probably more likely to realize how close we are to it okay. than Joe would be. So if
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Ozzy is also in a fit in a state of absolute rage that they are containing to the best of their ability. This is true. <laughs> so. uh-huh.
4: I'm agitated, but I'm also looking for a plan because I don't <laughs> want to put my uh, friend on a wanted poster on a ferry. And as Dahlia very rightly points out, you don't like my plan, you come up with your own. And and since I am agitated about that plan, I have to come up with my own. Therefore, this is the plan I come up with, uh, especially since I made uh, 19 on, on the geography check. Uh, that seems like very relevant social geography. So, yes. uh, Joe? I'm well, bad at things, all sorts of things, but I think, doesn't that, remember when we were eight and we went on the really, 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 really long hide and seek game, And then we got lost for like three hours and then we got back and then uh, our our moms were screaming at us and it was a whole time, remember? Yes. The first time or the second time? Wait, I thought that was when we were nine. Point being, wasn't it? Was wasn't the first time near here? This looks like is not that far from your uncle's house. Joe does like a turns around
3: in place, like taking multiple footsteps to do it, and is like,
4: like remember we waited and there was like a big tree and it and it fell over, and that looks like Which where tr- it would have fallen over, right? Which direction is Kalano?
1: Oh, are you asking? In game. Well done. Look, look where I'm
4: pointing.
3: Okay. Oh, that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, she's definitely like believes you. <laughs> I think is not fully grasping um, l- the location, but she believe like I think tr- she's trying to orient herself with. Like, knowing that Clano's that way, and that, like, if we're near Uncle Eddie's house, she thinks she can maybe get us there.
2: <laughs> she, she, maybe maybe this will help, and Zach will throw you the <laughs> controller, uh, the controller <laughs> uh, which also functions as the viewer for the drone.
3: Oh, okay, okay. This is very cool. Oh, this is awesome. Wit not the point. Okay, um... Yeah, she's going to see if she can use Paka to make a map (laughs) like she would know a map Mm -hmm. on how to get to Uncle Eddie's house. So she's going to turn this into a a map
1: for herself begins to give you immediate feedback as the drone begins to fly. You get an extraordinary view of the landscape and in the distance you can see the great bone walls of Kalano City as well as caravans of dinosaurs and traders coming and going out of the gates. You can see the great long necks. Of dinosaurs as they're leading their caravans in carrying great supplies all up and down the chalk road. It does cause just the slightest twinge of homesickness yeah. as you see the familiar sights. Um, the city of Kalano, of course, the largest settlement here in all of Gravac. You can also see the great, beautiful, glittering rivers of uh, the Toratix Run, which travels just along the banks of Kalano City, making it a port town. Even in this light rain in the gray haze, you can see that the sun has broken through and is casting some of its glow. It's a beautiful sight. The gray haze is making it a little difficult for the drone to see. However, this is an artifact from the age of Sati, when it was at its height of technology. It cuts through the gray haze and curtains of rain with ease. And the range on this thing is also pretty impressive. It can see up to a couple of kilometers away. After a few moments, you manage to zoom in on what you think might be the homestead. And sure enough, you see it. It's from a distance huh. and you don't get detail, but you can get a direction. And you can get That's a... That's all
3: she needed. Yeah. It
1: looks like it's a bit overgrown, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: but the compound itself and the fence around it looks like it's intact. It doesn't look Ooh, like... Yes, yes, no. yes,
3: yes, 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 this way, this way, w- w- this way, this way, this way, this way. You're right. You're right. You're right. Here it is, it's she kind of local will show uh, Ozzy. <laughs> I want that in writing.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I tell you, you're right all the time. As they're walking, walking away.
1: <laughs> all right. <What? sighs> <laughs> so, is the goal then to soldier on towards the homestead?
4: Yep. Yeah, we're gonna hold up in there for now, while okay. we come up with the, with a plan.
1: So, I'm gonna uh, ask. Okay. I'm gonna ask each of you to make a survival check because y'all are out in the
7: wilds.
1: (laughs) Now, the good news is, you are not far from the chalk road, and enough traffic comes through here that a lot of the most dangerous wildlife knows the dinosaurs of gravac, and specifically Laramidia, which is the continent that you are all on, have actually learned that while in the beginning, perhaps it may have seemed like easy prey trying to grab a dinosaur caravan along the chalk road, mostly even the most powerful predators have learned that ain't so. And that the people of uh, Kalano City are more than capable of defending their dinos. <laughs> um, so, survival ch- uh, this, the challenge rating for the survival, the difficulty is going to be 2. It's a standard. So, you just need a 6 or better. 4 or any skills or anything else like that. 13!
2: 13.
1: 13, okay. You're good nice. to go. Nice. You rolled a nat 1? Ooh. Excellent. Ooh. That is going to be a GM intrusion.
5: Oh, <laughs> <you> love it. <laughs> um... I'm using my survival skill. Knock that down to a difficulty one. Okay. Is this an
3: intellect? It is, yes. Test- okay, I have a free level of effort, so I'll knock it down by one. Yoink.
1: Okay, cool. So I rolled <laughs> a 17. <laughs> you roll that one? No. <laughs> right, roll that the three. most boring failure. <laughs> I needed a three.
2: I got a two. I couldn't even get a one.
1: <laughs> Excellent. I would like to make you. You failed at failing. Fact- Zach does
2: have his weapon in hand, his bow and arrow. Okay. <laughs> Just in case.
1: Okay. I will, I will make storyteller note of that. <laughs> How did you do, Ozzy? I
4: rolled
1: an 18. Okay. Um, and What did you roll? Let's see. Okay, so you rolled an 18 and Zach got a...
5: 13.
1: 13. And then what did Clover get?
5: 17.
1: Okay. So because of, specifically because of Clover and because of Ozzy... Um, Y'all are going to get the GM intrusion is going to happen, but y'all are not going to be completely caught off guard. You're going to, I'm going to allow you to spot what's coming. There's going to be now a trial to pass as you were all approaching the homestead, the familiarity of it all, it's coming back to you. And Ozzy, this also feels a little bit like of a homecoming as well. You remember seeing this place and uh, I'm guessing you, if I remember correctly, you and joe have known each other for quite a while yes
4: yeah hence the eight-year-old hide-and-seek that went horribly yeah. wrong shockingly nice. this is not the first time i have tempted joe into horrible ideas and dragged her down with me yes <laughs>
1: all right, so, so y'all are trudging through this wet grass towards the homestead the homestead first of all looks like a large one-story compound with a very very large back area For what probably accommodated, you have to imagine a sizable triceratops and feeding areas back there as well. Ozzy, you, Zach, and Clover catch the glint of something moving inside the home. The windows of this are these folded metal sheets that are like security blinds. And currently, not how you left them, they are folded open. Uh, down
7: yeah yeah
1: you all drop down into the grass
6: what do you what do you mean drop down what like i don't
3: both of them joe and ellie both (laughs) grabbed
1: yeah pulling both down
5: what
6: (laughs) that one everybody The one and sure two enough,
3: standing there like huh? <laughs> The noise
1: you make draws something out of the grass not far from you guys on the outside of the house, stiffening up and leaning up. You see rising to its full height something. Zach, you've heard of this before. You've heard of this because they don't get the f- they don't get as far as Silver Creek, but they do sometimes make an appearance in the red jaw wilds. To some of you. There are uh, things wandering out in the wilds of Gravac that are things to always look out for. Raptors, for one. One of the deadliest things you can run into because they travel in packs. And they're, not, and they're incredibly intelligent. And they're not easily intimidated. You have all learned how to navigate the wildlife of Gravac. But boogeymen have popped up from time to time, from children's stories to warnings from people who range out in the Redjaw Wilds and beyond. And each of them told scary stories of people who, using technology, changed themselves to be more like the dinosaurs that wandered the wilds. And it comes to your lips the moment you see it, Clover. They are known as the silverbacks. Even the butterflies know to keep well clear of them. They are essentially humans who have kind of decided to become reavers and have grafted technology to their bodies specifically to alter themselves into a more dinosaur-like form. They revere dinosaurs to the point where they attempt to become them, wearing their bones, stabbing feathers into their skin, tattooing themselves up to make it look as possible. The one you see right now looks like a cybernetic dinosaur with a skull on its head. But you can see that it's clearly a human. These long metal claws stretch outwards in the fingertips. You can see a slight greenish glow around its hips, where its cybernetics have been used to enhance the power of its legs and to give it that articulated joint so that it looks and walks like a raptor, even has what looks like a cybernetic spine attached to the outside of its back running down the length of its body and forming into a long metal tail that sways back and forth large teeth that have been grafted and created to fit onto its mouth are sticking out of this person's this silverback's face glances up as it kind of arches up you see the silverback lean up and look around the movements are eerily like watching a raptor imitating it perfectly just head darting left and right for a second as it starts to the silverback, they start to sniff the air. I'm going to post a picture. has joe
3: um, ever seen someone like this before she in cybernetics
1: silverbacks are very rare and they are very dangerous they are again sort of the boogeyman wow they are sort of the boogeyman of gravac would i
3: have learned anything like like just be just being cybernetics biorobotics kind of a specialty like would we have had any like extra type of information on on this or are they just kind of an enigma
1: um let's make a role for that okay okay because maybe maybe because you and Ozzy both spent time inside of a SETI laboratory it's entirely mm-hmm. possible that at one point you came across information about this so I would say make an intellect roll anybody anybody can make this roll if you want to make an intellect roll and tell me how you are trying to find out if your character maybe has heard something maybe if they know something
3: uh, what, what is yeah
1: so yeah the difficulty of this is going to be six cool silverbacks are very rare okay.
3: and they are uh, as
1: i said boogeyman yeah go ahead
3: my my i'm uh specialized in biorobotics and cybernetics does that come into play here
1: mm-hmm. okay yes i would say so because you learned yeah. that at the sati institute
3: mm-hmm. okay and then i have a free level effort i'm gonna sp- Bend one. That's me down to two.
5: Okay. Um, I, I'll roll on this as well. Okay, do it. Um, would me being a butterfly and or survival play into this?
1: Uh. not really no
5: okay then i'll i'll still roll i'll spend a level of effort
1: okay now you're talking
5: and so
1: six drops to five
5: six drops to five i will spend another level of effort question when we have the two efforts does that mean we the first one's free and the second one we spend for or we spend the
1: they're, they're both free
5: it, if you have an edge
1: if you have enough edge all right
5: edge store. is the only thing that makes it free it's, yeah,
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. okay edge discounts it
5: so uh okay then i'll spend for one more level down with
1: um you can spend because you're you i believe you are tier two now so you can right. uh, you can spend up to two levels of effort now the first right, level that's... costs three points and the second level costs two points minus and your edge, edge.
5: Right. Into that. right sorry the total cost first no that's okay yeah, yeah
1: don't sweat um
5: so the total cost is what two points is what's it's your a... edge my intellect edge is two
1: okay so then it'll cost you one point for the first level of spend ah. of effort and then it'll and cost then you an two. additional two points so right, three total like, from yeah. your intellect pool okay spent okay 13 all right so 13
5: 19
1: 19 will do it
5: does I think that 13, oh 13 will do it because you spent two, yeah. so yeah, you'll yeah, do yeah.
1: as well. Uh, anybody else roll for that?
4: Uh, not
2: successfully, no. Okay, cool, uh, not at all. Zach is just knocking the arrow and setting. Yeah, Zach, whatever
1: up. it is, that ain't friendly, doesn't
2: care. Yeah, <laughs> they are not really
1: whoever they are. Um, okay, so specifically, what kind of information were you attempting to get, Joe?
3: I think I more was just like curious if she would have seen them before, just You've as never like seen a, them at your
1: homestead before. No, yeah, to, be, to see them this close to Kalano City mm-hmm. is shocking.
3: Yeah, that's that like the it, like the intel and like how wild of an encounter is this. Like this They're, is not yeah. normal. This is not a thing. Can I tell? Like, do I would I have any inclination of because they don't come this close, they don't do this. Any inclination of why? Like for what reason are they looking for supplies? Like they, this is, they just, this, I just wouldn't know.
1: What you would know about the silverbacks is above all things. They choose to live as though they were predatorial creatures of the Cretaceous era. They don't have a malicious agenda necessarily. They, They they, their primary motives seem to be survival and hunger. Okay. So,
3: so, so she, so then she would uh, maybe come to the conclusion to expect them to exist as a wild animal like as a as a dinosaur why would a dinosaur be in the front yard kind of a thought that would possibly
5: be her Um, from what she knows at least
1: and clover also succeeded so we get to find out how clover's putting this together
5: yeah yeah so i rolled because i would love to have had uh, an experience firsthand with one of these one time in my past
1: okay um what i what i can tell you clover is the same thing Silverbacks by nature are not they are not they they truly attempt to adapt themselves into living a a predatorial lifestyle Um, silverbacks have even gone so far as to actually successfully acclimate themselves into packs of Raptors Wow by inheriting body language and an empathy and hunting alongside them or even keeping up with them at full running paces using their cybernetics they are very dangerous highly highly intelligent but they are not inherently evil Mm
7: -hmm. they
1: don't simply seek out to kill for the funds of it any more than a raptor does they truly try to adapt that lifestyle they are very dangerous and they are often they are often what you would probably know too is they are often misunderstood because of their natures because of the way they present and because of how they behave and because of their use of cybernetics people are terrified of them.
3: Mm. Yeah I think I think I have a more realistic question for Joe as opposed to like motive that's not something she would care about. How do they get their cybernetics? Like do they mm. like do they go to someone and pay to have it done or are they like they that's do it to themselves or we don't know.
1: Don't know. Mm, okay.
3: Excellent. Okay, cool. that's, that's, that's okay, cool cool, Sati cool.
1: has acknowledged that they are uh, silverbacks are real. And that they are out there, and they don't fully understand exactly how it is that they're achieving what they've what they've achieved. Sick. Silverbacks have also not really been a problem for the Chalk Road or Kalano City. They don't openly just attack people. So we
2: found a really good ripper doc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sorry>. uh, so <laughs> oh, sorry. Um.
6: So. wait. Right stopping us from going to talk to them.
5: Um. I have a sorry, real oh. quick question before we move on. Um. I and it actually was about talking, funny enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to know if Clover would know their anything about their relationship to language. Like if in the past she or someone in the butterflies tried to speak to them. Did they speak back? Did they grunt? Do they have they been known to ever
1: in her experience speak? Spend an XP, I'll give that to you.
5: I will spend an XP.
1: Okay. So no matter how much you try to acclimate, they are human. They are human and they have adapted to this new lifestyle. And And this, this identity is who they are. They are very much living and behaving and actually being predatorial animals here in the Cretaceous period. Um, interacting with them, the most successful interactions that anybody has had with them according to is by behaving the way one might if they were encountering somebody who was very much acclimated to that sort of lifestyle. So it is uh, treat them like you would treat a raptor. Mm -hmm. Because they will treat you like prey. Okay, thank you It is possible to interact. Yes. 100%. Okay.
6: So I go back to say, so why (laughs) are we talking to them?
1: They're
5: they're, dino- they're basically dinosaurs. Basically Every, dinosaurs. <laughs> everything they do, everything they eat, they're not really people the way that we're people. So we can't really treat them like people. Or we'll get scratched real bad. To say the least. So that's why we can't walk up to them and talk, talk to, to them. talk to Bruno all the time. Bruno's not a raptor. That's a, that's a raptor over there. Um, but yeah, we need to figure out a plan cause that's where we're going. And it seems like that thing has taken up residence and we don't know if there's other ones or other raptors. I mean, that's a raptor, but you know what I mean? Raptors of any kind.
3: Does it, can we see what they're like doing? Does it look like they're snooping or does it look like they're just like existing in that space?
1: From what it looks like, one of them is searching. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of I'm going to give you a little clue here. All the information I have given you up to this point, if, are things you have been told by other people,
5: right?
1: So keep that in mind, mm-hmm. because what you see is someone cybernetically enhanced to, to, to be a raptor. And the person that's in the house, who's also cybernetically enhanced to be a raptor is walking around and using their limbs to look through things inside your house, which does not coincide with a lot of the things that you've been told about them.
5: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so there is oh. a piece of it. if you're going to spend an XP, I'll give you this much that you are all of your information is what you have heard about them. If. If no
2: one's gonna say anything to Zach, uh, I'd like to take that shot now.
4: Oh, I, 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 I...
5: Yeah, no. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no,
4: no.
3: <laughs> yeah, no.
5: <laughs> uh, please hold. Please hold. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, so... just
4: to, to to respond to Clover, then.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh
4: look, I, I don't know. I just get a feeling a certain sort of way about a human people being thought of, not as a people. So uh, at the risk of maybe getting raptor scratched, I am inclined to try Dahlia's idea about the whole talking to them thing.
3: I mean, at the very least, I'd like to get their attention, um, see what they're doing in the house.
6: I think Dahlia already kind of starts wandering over <laughs>
1: What are ah! <laughs> So to do that everyone is gonna see you stand and begin to move yeah. over? yeah Um all right.
6: That's great because I want to use Enthrall.
1: <laughs> okay. So you stand at just as Ozzy finishes saying their piece, Dahlia, something about that just clicks of like yeah all right and just get up and you begin to immediately uh head over there um for those of you who are behaving off of the information you've been given your survival instinct kind of triggers for a second where you're just like mm-hmm. oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy i hope this goes okay um, yeah, Clover,
3: no, i think i think yeah, i think just... a joe stands up and goes with Dahlia. uh
1: okay uh, ozzy what are you doing
4: um I, uh, well, oh, okay. I, they, I oh.
1: followed <laughs> <laughs> up by Zach going. Hey,
3: <laughs> I mean, Dahlia already stood up. Joe's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. But I
6: can, I, if I can add some flavor and, and use context, understanding what everybody was saying about the silverbacks. Dahlia doesn't just walk. But she starts to mimic what she thinks a raptor like would walk like, oh, and start okay. kind of like, kind of,
7: <laughs> kind of
6: moving like, oh, like just very like trying to mimic what he's what the rapt, raptor person is kind of doing too. So kind of countering with them.
4: Okay.
6: Hey, look! I'm a dancer in real life. I would totally. Do yeah, this. you would totally do this. <laughs> um,
1: you are spotted immediately. Um, did you have something you wanted to say, Ozzy? Anything you wanted to no, do? No, it's
4: fine. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Okay. Um, you're spotted immediately. The silverback straightens up, and they take sight of the fact that there's a multiple of you. And as they do this, they open their mouth and emit what sounds like a symphonic uh, altered digital sounding, almost like screech. that sounds very much like a raptor's, like, cooing purr followed by a quick like chirp out loud. It does not sound like a, a, a normal human vocal cord would be capable of doing it. And it's actually eerily beautiful as you hear it, as this silverback makes the noise. As they make the noise, you do see the one that was in the window lingering. They turn and immediately move over to the window and look out at it. what's alarming are the other two that rise up from the grass that were flanking it. <laughs> and revealing that there is at least four of them as uh, you all approach. They all immediately begin to spread slowly out. What's remarkable to you, Zach, they behave exactly like a pack of raptors do. You watch them as two of them begin to slowly, calmly, as to not raise alarm, moving a little bit to your flank. But not so much that it would cause a, a herd to run in panic. Instead, they keep their distance. But if they are like raptors, they can close that distance fast. They don't need to be to your left and right when they do it. It's giving you the strangest vibes right now, Zach, that you are, in fact, probably dealing with people who have acclimated the most powerful predatorial instincts of a raptor with human intelligence. This could be really dangerous if it goes south fast. The one in the window at the same moment, in a very human-looking way, vaults over the windowsill and just, just crouches down. You see those great talons cybernetic attachments to the feet as they rise up and pace across the front porch I, I, what would you like I, to do
7: I would
6: like so to try- i'm using enthrall on that first one okay so that's i'm gonna hold the attention of, of the one that i initially was definitely got carrying. their
1: attention they are staring at you
6: so i have to keep talking so i'm just gonna you know hi greetings um
1: the moment you get high greetings, uh, you noticed now that you're close enough to see Dahlia, their eyes are also looks like modified. You see beautiful green emerald eyes that have a perfectly black slit, reptilian slit eye just going straight down the middle. It looks like a beautiful snake's eye as they approach you slowly That's and gaze really at you. That's
3: really intense. <laughs> oh, uh, I think Joe is fascinated by... Mm-hmm. How much they've modified themselves. Like, she's done like an arm, someone's like helped out with an eye before. Like, this is nothing she's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. She's fixated on the person who's in the house.
1: Okay. Um, they're on the how, front porch now.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how close are we to that, or are we pretty far away from the house? They're,
1: uh, I would say, they're probably about 50 feet away from you. Okay. Whereas the one that Dahlia's talking to is more like 15 feet away.
3: Oh, okay, okay. I think looking, at that, the person who's farthest away, like the who's on the porch. Mm -hmm. I think while Dahlia's talking, I think Joe is just like staring and not not, like ogling or distressed at all, but just like trying to like see them Mm -hmm. um, and just says, do you need help? Like thinking they were in Mm -hmm. the house. What are they looking for? And that's just what she's going to ask them.
1: By the way, this entire time, Orega has been laying on his belly with his hands over his head. Yeah. <laughs> and is not saying you're doing, he's completely just letting y'all handle this as he's just going, oh, like, staying low.
3: I know cybernetics, and if you need, if there's something that you need help with, if that's why you're here very good
1: if you have any social skills or anything that would help you hear anything that would help speaking or connecting with people that's Um, what you're going to need right now to make contact with them otherwise could uh, she drop
3: some cybernetic terms in this like if you if something like if she if she was like if because it right now that's the only thing she can think of to connect with these people if she could use like if the like techno babble is XYZ, I have tools in the back room that can help with whatever. Like, could I use that as a way to connect? Could I use my cybernetics specialty specialization to knock the difficulty down?
1: Not really, no.
3: Okay, that's okay. Then I will yeah. I'll spend to roll. Yeah, that's fine. What is my difficulty?
1: Um, uh, I'm gonna say the difficulty of this is four.
3: Cool. Um, I'm going to knock it down two. Okay. I have that, uh, and I will roll on that 13.
1: Okay. So one is completely wrapped with mm-hmm. Dahlia and is standard kind of like straightened up a little bit and is listening to Dahlia speak and craning their head a little bit to the right, trying to make mm-hmm. sense of what Dahlia is doing. The other one also gazes directly at you, Joe, and you see a little bit of wincing on their face as they take a step closer. Um, As they step closer, you see they have this, it looks like they've used dinosaur skins that are stretched up across their upper torso. The artistry and craftsmanship of which they have attached to their bodies is actually quite beautiful and a little mesmerizing the way they've incorporated everything in um, the cybernetics blend seamlessly to the point where you're starting to get a feeling that there might be some genetic manipulation also happening around uh, ju- judging from what you're seeing on their skin. The, the body language and the response you get does not look hostile. <laughs> At least to you, Zach, you don't see raptors that are sizing up possible prey. Instead you see Raptors that are kind of not raptors at all. These are humans that are sizing you all up and trying to determine whether or not you are coming to take their lunch money. (laughs) You can kind of get the impression that they are scoping you out now. The one on the porch um, you see now looks like probably their leader, judging by her size. She looks like she stands close to about seven feet from the articulation of the cybernetic legs and she curiously enough behaves a little more human than the rest of them because as she is listening to you talk she leans over and gently just grabs the front support pole of the the state and leans against it and listens to all of you
3: joe moves slowly but she's going to pull her tech kit out of her side like satchel and like open it and like hold the tools to just like i, I don't have any weapons i just have, i just have tools <laughs>
1: They stare at the tools again, I, a little confused.
2: I'd like to, I'd like to uh, try something if I could.
1: What would you like to try?
2: Um, I've been observing their behavior for a while now, uh-huh. and, and I, I have an ability <laughs> where if I monitor the behavior of, uh, dinosaurs for a while, it's called Kenzie.
1: No joke. These these people have learned to incorporate into their social structure so much of how there is a behavioral pattern that you could use that to your advantage here.
2: Okay. So if I spend one round reading the body language of nearby dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. uh, I gain an asset on interacting with them for 10 minutes.
1: Okay. So the way this is going to work is they're still human. Yeah. not dinosaurs but what you can do is display an understanding of what they cherish okay so what i will do is i will allow through that lens showing that you are that you you too also cherish and understand the wildlife around here as they do you can use that to your advantage here and try to communicate with them what would you like to do
2: i'm trying to communicate that we need shelter this is this is the shelter we've chosen
1: okay the anybody else want to do anything before this proceeds
5: no but You all would notice that Clover went from just like this disbelief and like, oh God, what's going to happen to kind of relaxing into a cross armed pose and just intently watching and you, yeah, it's like more, even more intense than usual. You, if you look over at Clover, she's just like staring at what's happening, staring at these people.
1: Okay. What were you going to say? Ozzy?
4: Oh, um, has Zach communicated any of the Like, what do I see of what Zach's doing? Because I know what I know what people look like. What do I see of?
2: Uh, Zach has put away the arrow and he's put the bow. Uh, he strapped the bow to his back. He did reach for the solar chainsaw and he's slowly walking, ha- hands open. Uh and and like they're using synthetic voices to represent their roar he's using the roar of the chainsaw for his
1: (laughs) okay
4: okay so like we have two people kind of approaching them as human like appealing to the human nature uh Clover is sort of studying, figuring out where the balance falls, and Zach a little more appealing to their aspirational dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> then Ozzy will lean into what Zach is doing okay. right now. I will use spin identity.
1: Ooh. Okay, what bullshit. does
4: this do? You convince all intelligent creatures who can see, hear, and understand you that you are someone or something other than who you actually are. You don't impersonate someone known uh, to them, but you convince them that uh, you're someone they do not know, belonging to a certain category of people. Like, we're from the government, or mm-hmm. I'm just a simple farmer from the next town over. Silverback.
1: Is this are you, is this an ability from the stranger, or is this an ability from that you get from? This is a, a this
4: is a speaker ability.
1: Oh, okay. Um, okay, so how does that manifest? What do you do? Do you just assume the body posture? Do you basically, as Sam acts out Bruno, now uh, Ozzy acts out a silverback?
4: Um, well, so the thing is, um, one of the expensive items, the expensive item uh-huh. um, that Ozzy has through the predations that is is a is a disguise uh, kit. So not like a disguise kit, like, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but a sati disguise. Ah. So while, while I've been hanging back and observing, um, since they say a disguise isn't necessary, but a good disguise will almost certainly be an asset. Um, so perhaps maybe a little bit of, of, uh, uh, simulated raptor feather or a similar cybernetic to what i see on them
1: okay make me a this is going to be a social check so then make the roll real quick Mm -hmm. and the difficulty is going to be four it's going to be immediately eased down to three
4: Mm -hmm. um all right i will take it for that um let's see uh we'll count this as a deception yes
1: yes And this is gnarly. This is like this is a game changing encounter ability. Uh, Go ahead. So that's going to drop it down to six. You need a six or better. So Um,
5: uh, specialized in per. uh, Oh, never mind. Sorry, I thought this said deception. Never mind.
4: Yeah, positive social. It's technically a positive social interaction. It's kind Mm -hmm. of on that on that bubble. uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. GM's discretion. Yeah. Uh, In in which case I'm 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 specialized in my own right. On 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 that um,
1: specifically states in their profile. So I'm going off of the rules as written. So then, uh, right now, the difficulty for you is two.
5: Yeah. All uh, right. So, so Vern pops yeah. their head out of your pocket,
1: <laughs> sniffs
5: around very inquisitively, looking very adorable, particularly adorable. Comedically times
1: moment, friends. because Vern would definitely be a morsel to these <laughs> to these. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs>
5: Vern's like friends, <laughs>
1: friends.
4: And I'll play into that by. Uh, uh, almost seeming to track Vern the way that a raptor probably would interact with Vern okay. to, to, to help to sell this whole thing.
7: OK, Vern go ahead. So, and
4: uh... um, So between that deception. Disguise kit. Um,
1: So one. Yeah. Three or better. Six. I'll do it. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) The one on the porch stiffens up for a moment and she leaps off the porch. The, The leap itself is beyond typical human capacity. It's a good six feet standing leap right off the porch and onto the ground. And with two long strides... In a moment that almost causes Zach instinctively to reach for that weapon, she squares right up to Ozzy, just and leans down and and puts her head on one side of your head and then on the other side of her head and then she throws her head back and goes and just makes this purring sound and then leans back down at you. The other the other silverbacks do the exact same thing except the one that Cynthia's character Dahlia is totally enraptured, just staring as Dahlia continues to carry on. Um yeah, they threw their heads back and make a cooing sound.
4: Uh may uh so I'll I'll coo with them for a little bit. I'd love to parlay this. Okay to impart ideal
1: okay what is the other to?
4: ability I have after interacting with the creature for one minute who can hear and understand you okay uh, you can attempt to temporarily impart an ideal to it that you could not otherwise convince them to adopt ideals different than a specific suggestion or command ideals an overarching uh, value such as all life is sacred uh, or children should be seen or not heard for instance we are all one pack. Uh, the ideal lasts for as long as befits the situation, but usually at least a few hours. Um, ideal is jeopardized. If someone friendly to the creature spends a the minute or more bringing you back to his senses. So this is single targeted, but at the leader, we are all one pack.
1: She paces around you. You coo back and you see huh. the pack of them react differently suddenly. And it feels like the tension bleeds away. As she watches your body language, she watches your eye movements. And all of you watch after a few moments as she leans in and simply gently places the side of her face against the side of your face. A move that you've seen raptors do to other members of their pack when they are being affectionate. She leans in. You can feel the cold steel of the cybernetics on the side of her face mixed with the warmth, the heat of her skin as she presses against you. And Ozzy, you also feel the scales that have grown around her ears as she presses against you for a moment. And then leans away. And either with the indifference of somebody who's known you all their life and just trusts you to do what you do, or the fact that maybe she's over it, but she begins to calmly just walk in a different direction. The other silverbacks follow in suit, as you see, except for the one that Dolly is still talking to, because that one is still just utterly just enthralled as Dolly is just carrying on and on and on. Uh, The other silverbacks begin to mill about now. Each one of you, you feel, and you feel this acutely as well, Zach. You guys could crash here for the night without a problem. You are part of their pack as far as they're concerned.
2: Put my Not only away. do you
1: have a place to crash, but boy, oh boy, do you have bodyguards right now. That's a good stopping point for our break when we come back in 10 minutes let's go when we come back in 10 minutes y'all are gonna y'all have made an entire thanks to your speaker in the party y'all have made friends with an entire pack of silver packs of silverbacks and you now have a safe space to translate to luna one plus you've got a pack of silverbacks that'll help you if you plan on traveling here in kravac so we'll be back in 10 minutes don't go anywhere
0: Now, a quick message during the break. To help us continue producing shows like this, consider supporting Althaven on Ko-Fi. Your contributions keep the Haven alive. And if you're not already part of our vibrant community, join us on Discord. It's the best way to stay updated on upcoming shows and events.
1: They'll probably find Sam's body somewhere. Oh, hey, uh, welcome back, everybody. So we're going to jump right back into Legacy of Silver Creek. Um, let's go ahead and pick up where we left off. So right now you are all headed into the homestead and uh, go. You're all headed into the homestead. And as soon as you all step inside, uh, you guys can see that your place as you left it, Joe looks utterly demolished. Like nature has had its way with homestead um, looks like the, the prob- what you get just from seeing this state of things in here is that that security blind has probably been forced open for a while. And it looks like the place has been looted and smashed. Somebody probably came in here and took what they could not that far from the chalk road. Maybe somebody got up to no good, but it's hard to say, but it looks like it's been like this for a while does not look like it was done recently. You see a couple of mementos uh, shelves and whatnot that you saw growing up pieces of furniture that are smashed onto the ground and whatnot, the kitchen area, which has been looted and destroyed mostly. But other than that, home question mark, (laughs) the silverbacks linger outside and seem to give you all space. And it looks like the leader, she is pacing back and forth Uh, Among the others, while they are investigating the outside of the pen where Atticus once was. Giving you all the impression that they probably just happened upon the homestead. It seems like perhaps they've just recently discovered it. Because they're still investigating it, it looks like. But they've taken more of an interest in the outside.
3: Are they like... They're just walking around. Is there like a gated thing that I could like open for them if they wanted to be in like...
1: There is, but it is open. Oh, it is open. Okay. It looks like it's been forced open. And again, it also looks like it has been open for a while, judging by the drag marks in the soil. Mm. The tear in the grass, it looks like this has probably been open for some time. Mm. I,
2: I would like to make an appeal to the leader to talk. To, to communicate.
1: Okay. You're to approach her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she glances over at you as you approach um, and watches you curiously. What would you like to do?
2: I'm approaching this entire situation the way that I would an actual raptor. Okay. But I'm saying the words, in order for me to best protect your pack, I need to understand you. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to communicate to the human side as well as the dinosaur side.
1: Okay. She stares at you. Well, oh, it's worth a try. Um, you see her reptilian eyes. It. She's hard to read, but she just stares back at you. I'm just, I'm
2: going to stare back to try. I like, now I'm locked in. I need to understand these folks. How dinosaur are they? So it's just going to be, he's just going to observe them the way he would the dinosaurs until he figures this out. <laughs> okay.
1: You stare back at her. Mm-hmm. The two of you gaze at each other for a moment before she takes a step forward and looks you over. And you see she's taking in your stance she's taking in the way you're presenting she's just taking it in she straightens up a little bit as she steps to your left and starts to slowly orbit you like walk around you she looks down at you
2: i i would give i'm giving her the same respect that i would the leader of a raptor pack like i'm clearly Mm -hmm. communicating i understand the packing order
1: Roll me an empathy check. Any kind of like reading the body language and whatnot. You can absolutely use your mm-hmm. abilities here if you want.
2: Okie dokie. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use my kinziek. Uh, so I get the asset with the dinosaur.
1: Well, you have the uh, you have the speak with dinosaurs asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's where it comes from. Oh yeah, I mean she is imitating that behavior right now. So if you wanted okay. to use that, you could just get it.
2: All right, then yeah, I I'm, I'm going to use that.
1: Okay. So she is behaving like she's behaving like a raptor that is sizing you up possibly for a threat or possibly for other reasons. <laughs> um you get the impression that the intense interest she is taking in you It may be that by staring her down, she may have read into that a little bit, and she is currently sizing you up, is the impression you are starting to get. She slowly paces around you and takes a step, takes a step, and looks at you a little bit, and then feigns disinterest and takes a step and then looks back at you again, and feigns interest, and then she does this a few more times. As she... Lingers down a little bit. But the giveaway, and perhaps also an interesting insight to the level of technology attached to her body, is her tail seems to be exhibiting a bit of her emotional state because you see it articulating and moving in ways that only raptor tails move. And it is responding in very much the same way that she moves. Now, raptor tails typically are just balancing beams that help them elongate, run fast, and attack but in this case just like they do on actual raptors you see a slight bit of movement it is very oh very very stiff and subtle but cat like as she has taken more of an interest and she steps around you again and then takes a few steps away and turns her back on you and feigns disinterest and at that point zach she is a hundred percent dancing with you right now she turns her back on you and pretends like she's not interested in you. Yep. Yeah. I, she is I, trying. She is trying to initiate something here.
2: Yep, I know dinosaurs well enough to know where this is going. Um, so I am gonna disengage you from this dance. You pivot uh, and oh walk
1: right back the direction you came.
2: Um, I think. I think this just for comedic effect. One very quiet.
1: Uh, As you pivot and begin to walk back, the eight foot cybernetic dinosaur woman watches you leave and does not seem to react in any particular kind of way. She just lingers where she was. And then eventually, as you move away, she goes back to being interested in what's going on inside the pen where Atticus once was kept. Again, very much like a raptor might. Like if a mating ritual failed, raptor gets over it and goes back to being a raptor. Like just like that kind of she immediately shifts her focus back to the pack as you step away.
2: I don't want to be in this reality any longer.
4: <laughs> what was that? Was um, was, she, was she trying to like fight you?
6: Even I know what that body language is. <laughs> that was flirting.
2: It- It was, I accidentally initiated a mating ritual uh, to which I disengaged, and now I would like supper of some sort. I, I, really quickly, um, all of this, this is because... Of, of of both of you, um, Ozzy, I had no idea you had the ability to uh, to replicate. Just very well done. I my instincts were wrong, and your instincts continue to prove to be sharper.
3: Joe sticks her hat out from a cabinet she's been in looking for non-perishables and goes, they're very good at stuff, and goes back into...
4: Like, Shut up! No one asked you, Joe. I would... I, I was, you know like, I like
3: to give my opinion regardless, so take that. <laughs>
4: Echoing I, in the cabinet. I was just doing what I thought you, you, you would do, because, you know, you're good at dinosaurs, and <laughs> I'm, I guess, you know, I'm better with people, but Maybe if I can be kind of like Zach with like dinosaurs, but with a people-sore and I look over his shoulder mm. at the silver bat uh, woman and then back to, you know, seems like it splits the difference.
2: I would have initiated a combat that I would most likely not have survived, but I would have successfully bought you all enough time to escape you did
1: much better Well,
6: it's a good thing that that didn't happen yeah you would have missed out on your meeting
4: ritual
1: um it's at that moment when when ozzy says ozzy says that it becomes a sound you've been hearing but just haven't been registering finally enters context because during this conversation the moment you started admitting what was just happening You've been hearing what sounded like the slow-clicked wheeze of a laugh, which becomes apparent when Orega, who is slumped against the wall right now, has his head in his hand and has been trying his damnedest not to laugh out loud. And when Ozzy says that, it <laughs> just catches a little too much and then raises his hand and goes, no, no, no disrespect, no disrespect. I could kill him.
3: You can also threaten to kick him out, too. You have that say here.
2: I actually forgot he was here.
5: <laughs>
1: I'm good at that. He got
3: he got scared, I think, actually, is what happened, more likely. Um, yeah. Definitely kind of, what is it called?
6: Um, chicken. 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 Something like that.
5: Um, But, Orega, you know, while we're complimenting people's skills and yeah, Ozzy, that was amazing. <laughs> um, Orega, you you got us here. That was really amazing too. I don't think you knew
3: this house was here. Um,
5: no, no, I, mean, I took her back. I'm still back there. Oh, I yeah, know I that was like a while ago, but <laughs> <laughs> like we went from one plane of existence back to our own plane of existence. That's
1: truth is that's wild. You all did just as much work as I did. I was just tip of the spear. And I'm going to do it again soon and teach you all how it is done and you'll be able to do it yourselves.
5: Yeah. I'd like well, that. Well, since That's I already too.
6: proved my worth, I'm gonna just go over here and hang out by myself.
3: Joe uncomfortable with the notion of doing that anytime soon again, she goes, anyways, um, welcome to, this is Uncle Eddie's house. <laughs> Or I guess it's kind of Atticus's house, normally.
1: <laughs> the house um, that Atticus built.
3: My headphone just died. I'm so sorry. Give me one second. <laughs> 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 Switching switch headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a kind t- of uh, t- t- smack. Yes, <laughs> no, he, he, he has to live uh, uh, here mostly because uh, he, they, they they don't like dinos in the triangle. So, but um, it it normally looks nicer than this um, when there's a triceratops in the backyard. Um, but I'm sure we'll be able to find some places for everyone to sleep. It's small, it's not that big, but we'll and she kind of starts like moving around. Like, I don't suddenly realizing she doesn't know how to host
1: mm-hmm.
7: and
3: gonna start like looking for
1: this feeling a, of responsibility comes over you, like, oh god. Oh god yeah.
3: Um oh god, I don't know if i know how to host. She doesn't the most <laughs> she hosts is having Ozzy in the lab with her. Like, I don't think she knows suddenly is like like not necessarily nervous, but like What? How the? All right, I guess what are my I I don't have a list of steps here. And so she's going to she couldn't find I'm guessing couldn't find anything in the cabinets, so she's going to go for bedding next. Yeah, there's
1: nothing in cabinets. There's no bedding here at all. It's just a roof over your head. Most of the debris that's located around the house looks like you could try sleeping on it, but it's mostly like broken chunks of Mm. wood. And um, the few things that were probably technologically worthy have long since been looted. So you're seeing pieces of stuff in here Mm -hmm. also it's pretty clear from the insects that you chase out of some of the rooms and which are by the way, quite sizable here in the Cretaceous era um, that this has become a place of respite for a number of, of life forms that you have to kind of shoe out Um, while all of this is happening. Orega as you step away, Dahlia Orega takes a good look at you for a moment. Clover and just says, you and I haven't had the chance to speak. Since this whole mess began, I um, had a chance to speak to you. I think the first time I saw you was actually running for our lives from Theta back at uh, the Sati bunker.
5: Yeah. 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 All true.
1: You don't know what it's been like since you fled the butterflies.
5: Again, how do you know so much about us?
1: Well, so, what happened back in the lab was a simple parlor trick of uh, listening in. But um, mm-hmm. I only know about you because I was in the butterflies for a hot minute there.
5: Oh, right. Right. I mm-hmm. figured from your whole, you know, once we translated, yeah.
1: Yeah. Essentially, That's how it works. I would say that most of the butterflies are shadows and not sparked in any way. Which means it's easy to incorporate into their context, as it were. Simple matter of incorporating myself into what it is they do.
5: So are you, uh, what are all those things? Shadows, sparks.
1: Oh, yes. I imagine you are all going to have a lot of questions. I doubt... I doubt the lady of the house answered all of your questions about translating and such. Did she tell you about sparks and shadows and quickened she, and all that? She did, but
5: um, we uh, were in one existence uh, and then it, yeah. we're in this one, so I for- uh, I don't know. There's oh. a lot of stuff that maybe didn't translate back into my brain, if you know let's,
1: what I mean. Uh, let's put it this way. Let's say you, Clover, We're able to jump into a book, jump inside the story of a book. Once you got there, all the characters of the book are behaving like the characters of the book do. They're all following the lines that were written for them. They're all doing what it is that they do. That can't be changed. That's just their nature. That's just their story. Now imagine those people are shadows. They're people, quite real but they're not aware of the strange. And so they follow their story. They're incapable of understanding the greater vision of the universe because they're just incorporated as written. Now there's some that are few who have a spark. Now imagine maybe one of those characters written into the story starts to become aware that they think they might be in a story. Or that there's something else happening out there, that somebody who has the spark, they're becoming aware, and they can do things, uh, become aware of things. They have the potential of understanding and being aware of the strange. And then there's you, the quickened, the quickened who know about the strange, who have touched the realities out there. You're a character in the book that knows you're a character in the book and you can write your own story. You can change things. You can manipulate things to fit a narrative you feel is for the best. You can write reality as you see it. You are more aware of everything that's happening to you. You're not bound by any preconceived notion of how you should behave in this world. You are aware the Great Door Universe. That is the difference between Shadow, Spark, and Quickened. Okay. Don't, here's what is known about the three. No one knows how people come become Quickened.
5: Okay, that's what I was going to ask you because did we just like, is it like oh, now you're Quickened or have we always been Quickened?
1: That is a good question. Didn't know. What she probably didn't tell you back at the estate is coming across someone who is Quickened is incredibly rare. Coming across somebody who has the spark is rare. And then shadows are common. Coming across an entire group of people? An entire group of people? All five of you? Quickened? But they didn't tell you is that has never happened. Ever. In the history of humanity's connection with the strange.
5: Well, I mean, I think I have an idea of how that happened. And I look over at Dahlia. What's what's Dahlia doing doing right now? Yeah.
6: Trying to figure out how to flirt with this uh, other silverback.
5: So, so like outside, just kind of like being a raptor.
1: Um, Okay. That's great.
5: Okay. So I look out the window. I imagine we're inside. I don't know. Dahlia is
1: having an interaction. Uh, the the large uh, silverback is expressing curiosity in her and uh, doesn't seem to be getting the hint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and is kind of just like checking, just like trying to trying to mimic what Dolly is doing.
4: Zach, what's going on over there?
1: If I find. It's better not to
2: ask questions when Dahlia has decided to do things,
5: yeah, I turn back to orega have here overhearing that interchange too, and I say, well, when she's not doing the dance of the Dinos,
1: oh, you know how Raptors mate. Does she know what she's
5: doing? <laughs> she's a very confident, self-assured person, so I'm gonna say, yeah, all right. But I was going to say, when she's not doing the dance of the dinos, um, our friend Dahlia here seems to have some, as you said, she's a paradox or whatever. I think she brought us together. I think she's the reason we all.
1: I believe that. I do. Here. Because he, <laughs> here's the thing about Dahlia. And again, I don't think this is something Manners told all of you. Theta is also a very powerful paradox and is capable of doing some pretty incredible things with her technologies creating simulacrums of herself is one of the things that she can do the simulacrums of herself that she creates should function like shadows they simply do as they are programmed to do dahlia has become quickened How the fuck did that happen? How is that fucking possible? And I'm sure, judging from the reactions that I saw, data is probably asking herself the same fucking question. Zach is, uh,
2: uh, Zach is just going to stand up at that and go, I'm going to hunt food for us and just beeline out. Okay.
1: You stomp out the door. You walk past an in- You, you, if you can, if you imagine the camera following you as you step out of the house, walking right past what looks like a large cybernetic human that is currently rubbing his face up against Dahlia's face as you step out into the uh into the front yard. Um, apparently, he's finally catching on. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, not even acknowledging, just like it's, you just keep going. it's at the at the at the
2: conversation of Theta and Dahlia, it's just like, all right, I'm out. This is
1: no okay all right so you stomp off into the wilds um okay so then we will get to you in a second then zach because if you're heading out just as sun is setting then you are going to need to make some rules what are the rest of y'all doing
7: still
6: Uh. dancing
1: okay so uh depending on where you want to go with that dahlia uh it's going to continue progressing (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> so in every subsequent scene out of focus
1: there, there is a little, good
4: interaction
1: yeah depending on how far this goes uh dahlia that yeah out, out of focus there will be in fact a nature documentary taking place outside <laughs> the, um otherwise uh i mean i'm
6: interested in social economics anyways or social stuff so yeah like let's just what, I mean, I got a document somehow.
2: <laughs> for the reason for Zach to be hunting right now.
1: <laughs> um. So <laughs> while <well>, that's happening, <laughs> um, the <laughs> uh, inside inside the house, Orega is. You can see he is currently, uh he looks like he's getting a little bit of his color back like he looks like he's kind of recovering a little bit to to the extent where he's standing up a little easier and moving a little bit easier um at one point he moves back over to you clover and looking back at the other two friends uh joe jo jo is Joe
3: has kind of made herself scarce she's moving around uh, okay. the house pretending that it doesn't bother her that things are missing
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um he leans against the window facing the east and looks back at you clover and says butterflies are going to be a real problem for silver creek
5: always have been
1: there aren't any followers of Aldane left arco has pretty much murdered or driven off everyone but there was whispers whispers that uh, arco had become something of a paranoid delusional maniac and hm. was going to start hunting down any of the survivors like yourself for fear that you all might band together to start a new faction
5: oh my god i wish arco could understand how little I care about actually, no, I take it back. It's not that I don't care. It's that. I don't know if you ever were part of a group that you were just kind of born into. You just woke up and realized, Oh, I'm part of this hierarchy, this, this whole way of thinking. And I don't feel that way. I don't think that way, but they think they're the center of, the universe they're not even the center of this universe turns out but they they just can't let us go they can't let us just be who we are even once we're gone and out of sight out of mind doesn't work that way with them
1: this is this is in many ways what it is like being quick and interacting with shadows it can be frustrating as it seems they are dead set on their programming as it were in the case of arco he has absolutely become everything you would expect a murderous dictator of a faction to be he is trying to solidify his power and kill anyone who says anything he's using the religion of the of the butterflies to do it of course he's become very dangerous
5: that makes me worried for my friends and family, there. Do you um? How long ago were you with them?
1: The last time I saw Arco would have been a, roughly a week ago.
5: Oh. Um. Clover's gonna now because this just kind of improving it with you. Clover's gonna ask about specific people.
1: He goes through the list knowing who you're talking about and one by one, it's grim news. There's a few that managed to flee. Um, but after you managed to escape, Arco became. Murderous. And started demanding. Very much like he did with you started demanding the people swear fealty to him, the king of butterflies. Or that he would do to them what he did to Aldane. Echo's sister. And sure enough, one by one as she as he goes down the list, he either answers, I don't know, or No, I'm afraid not. Okay. Do
5: you think I mean, how soon do you think Arco might make a move?
1: Depends what his objectives are. I don't know how much he cares about Silver Creek. I think he has his eyes on something much bigger. But I'm not sure. All I know is, is once we get this ridiculous Theta situation under control and Gravak is once again protected from the planetavores, you are going to have to deal with the butterflies here.
5: Yeah, kind of I kind of felt like my time with him wasn't completely over.
1: It's not fair to assume that it's going to be you, but the truth is clover is you're quickened now. You are awakened to this world. You and whether you like it or not, the rest of you and your friends can now manipulate the realities around you. Kind of puts you in An unfortunate position of responsibility that many of the Quickened do not like. This happens on Earth too, by the way.
5: Wait, so you're saying that like the cool stuff that Dahlia does, we could maybe do that too?
1: It wouldn't happen the way Dahlia does it, but yes. quickens have the ability to change things around them. Reality can be rewritten. You will all learn how to do it. Paradoxes are the most extreme examples. They can literally rewrite the rules of a recursion. It's not easy. And to do it uh, depends on the scale in which they do it. Typically, it's a personal scale. But stranger things have happened.
5: Clover gets up and starts kind of excitedly pacing. So, okay. Earlier today when we got here and i saw those people out there you know all my training for butterflies and just you know that I'm kicked sorry, in immediately give me one second just give me oh, one yeah. second he closes
1: yeah. the window as you're starting to hear uh, uh howls of ecstasy outside he just closes oh, the door, just my sh- sh- clock clicks it goes <laughs> that is <laughs> very distracting um is dahlia
5: okay uh
1: I think she's doing just great. Uh, I just couldn't hear what you were saying. It was very distracting. Please continue.
5: Yes. uh, Yeah. Um, So. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Earlier today when we got here, I saw those people, the raptor people, and it was fear. It was, you know, stay away, be safe around them. But then something kind of clicked in and I looked at them and it wasn't just like, you know, I love tech. I love looking at tech and learning it, but it wasn't just that. It felt like It felt like. if I really wanted to, if I really needed to, I could stop them.
1: He nods slowly and says, I've seen it happen. You and each one of you, the things that you do, the things that you've always done, you can now do them in ways you never thought possible. And none of them will make a lot of sense. The things that we saw Ozzy do today are unique. And unique to them. They are, as you've seen, very powerful. They turned a pack of silver packs into allies. That is... (laughs) Can you imagine what Arco would do with that power?
5: Clover sits back down on the couch. I don't
1: know that much about Arco, but I feel relatively sure that he is not quickened. It doesn't make him any less dangerous. The butterflies that are left are loyal to him. So he is leader of a very efficient, very dangerous. I don't need to tell you. Well, yeah, butterflies are quite the opponent if they choose to be yours.
5: Wait, so yeah, you said Shirley left and Clue, and, and I just list off all the people mm-hmm. doing Italian. Like, so See, how many are left?
1: Of the butterflies?
5: Yeah, with Arco.
1: Well, at least 20 were killed. So 20 were killed, about 10 fled. That would lead roughly 200 with Argo.
5: And they're all pretty much loyal,
1: it seems. seems. Hmm. Some of them are dangerous, you can imagine. The one that I used to travel with, she was very much a fanatic and believer of Arco's vision. Um. They want to raise Kaleno City to the ground. Ultimately, they want to kill every human inside, destroy every piece of technology, murder every dinosaur that has a piece of tech in them, set the rest free, essentially assure that when the big stone finally arrives, that it wipes out everybody in this recursion the way it was meant to. At least that's what they believe.
5: Don't I know it? So that much hasn't changed.
1: No, that much has not changed. I just don't know if Marco actually gives a damn about the butterfly philosophy. I think he gets more of a high off of telling people what to do and murdering people.
5: You know, I I totally forgot that you're like an interdimensional space criminal. (laughs) It's been nice talking to you.
1: Thank you. Yes, I've, this will be my fifth recursion fifth i've been to five other worlds luna one happens to be one i've been to so if we run into someone who recognizes me let me do the talking
5: oh please i that's not my strength anyway uh also well hmm yeah there seems to be some like uh something funky happening when there's tech and another
1: recursion doesn't always work, so. It depends on the context of the recursion. Imagine this. Imagine that storybook I told you about before. Mm -hmm. And imagine it's a story about people who travel on wagons and who have never seen a computer in their lives. Then imagine I stepped into the book and I took a pen and wrote, and then they pulled a laser pistol and shot the sheriff. And then I gave it back to the librarian. The librarian would see that and be like, how could you? would take the white out and remove that so that they could re- keep the story the way it was. That is how reality treats things that do not belong in the recursion. You step into a recursion that says, say, filled with magic, which is something you are not familiar with, but a concept of using fantasy or magic to do things. Stepping into a recursion with, say, <laughs> a rocket launcher or a fusion weapon of some kind or a dinosaur with cybernetics, that reality Will wipe out anything that does not belong there over a certain period of time. The only thing it cannot wipe out is you, quickened, who contradict the rules of the reality, can do so at the whim. And this is what leads us to the betrayer. A man who made himself literally a god in his recursion. Because he could. Formerly a member of the estate, trying to find his way back to Earth and filled with rage, he let the worst of this get to him, murdered his best friend, the man who discovered the strange, and now he wants to side with Planetivorce to destroy everything so he can become an even greater god. Now, you know, you all, whether you like it or not, have just become this entire world's defenders. I didn't want to say anything because I've noticed that Joe doesn't take these kinds of revelations very well. She tends to freak out. So I figured I'd tell you, um, you're kind of the champions of Gravak at this point. Anything that's going to challenge this reality or try to destroy everything that is here is going to have to go up against all of you to do it.
5: Like the planet of wars and... No. Uh, it, it, there's what? no
1: fighting a planet of war. There's only making sure they can't show up at your doorstep.
5: Oh, good. That's That sounds much better.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you cannot fight them. They... You cannot fight them. There is no tactic. There is no power. There is no manipulation. The Only thing you can do is never allow them to enter your world. And that won't happen. Because the estate, whether they like you or not, will back you. In order for Earth to survive, Grevek must survive. In order for Gravek to survive, Earth must survive. So it is a mutually beneficial relationship for everyone.
7: Hmm.
1: We're not alone. But if a Planet of Planeta four does show up, you will have the option of staying and dying or jumping into another recursion. Let's make sure it never comes to that. Hmm?
5: Yeah, yeah, uh, that'll be good.
1: <laughs> Last thing I'm going to tell you, though, Clover, because I can see it in your eyes. Same way I can kind of see it in some of the others. Dahlia being one of them, that strange one who wears the face of a robot that wants to kill us all. You're going to want to see more. And I cannot stress this enough. It is infinite. Anything you can imagine and beyond your imagination is in the strange. Worlds that make no sense. Entire civilizations that live in clouds, that are clouds, you can name it. It's out there. It's all real. These pocket realities. I, my very first recursion, it's terrifying. It's at the bottom of a vast ocean. And when I arrived in the recursion, I became, (laughs) I'm not playing with you now, heartfish. (laughs) It was disorienting to say the least, but when you step into a new recursion, you are adopted into that world. You become part of it. It accepts you. If you were to step into a world where everyone is made of living fire, you step into a world made of living fire. You become just like everyone else as you change to the reality. It's quite an experience. Wow. So you can see why I do what I do, jumping to recursions and stealing things. It's profitable and
5: exciting. It funds, it funds your um addictions of finding new recursions, it sounds like.
1: And I've done a decent job of not pissing off the estate. For the most part, people like me who learn how to jump in through the strange... And to mine recursions, as they call us. They, They call us recursion miners, but what we are is we're thieves. The truth is, is if we don't go too overboard, the estate is willing to look past what we do. But every now and then, one of us does something stupid and brings back a weapon or something worse that can exist on Earth and becomes a problem. That's not typically my style. But in the case of the vice that Ozzy has, I didn't know what I was getting into until it was too late. I bad.
5: <laughs> Who am I to judge?
1: Well, I'm out of the game either way. Once I take you all to Luna 1, it's time for me to disappear for a while. The estate is going to be very disappointed with me for some time they don't like it when they have to arrest you and they don't like it when they have to chase you you have have a
5: very strange relationship with the estate
1: it used to be this complicated but um for lack of a better way of saying it this time i fucked up Hmm. if i'm not careful they will simply find a recursion for me and lock me there if you ordained it's a humane prison if nothing else they'll probably find me a nice place filled with flowers and dandelions and nice people who bake pies (laughs) but um being locked away from home is not fun
5: Hmm. yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't want that but also i mean you're right i do want to see more
1: (laughs) Been maybe you and I could form a partnership or something when this is all over. I could show you a bit of the ropes. I could take you to under the ocean. If you've ever wanted to see fish people.
5: Uh maybe. Let me let me think about it.
1: Sure. Take your time. But don't take too long. Once we have finished our business on Luna One. It's very unlikely any of you will see me again.
5: Hmm.
1: You seem disgusted by this idea.
5: Oh, uh, sorry. My face just uh, does, sometimes does things. Uh, of like, course. With, and with I'm white. terrible
1: at reading people. So who knows what you could actually be thinking right now? Sarcasm. i reading disgust on your face.
5: Sorry, I did it again. Um, this is the longest conversation I've had in a long time. I'm so sorry. I...
1: Maybe we get <laughs> some sleep then.
5: <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Clover will like walk off into somewhere else in the house just super awkwardly, <laughs> realizing that she social human for a long time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he opens the window, waits, and then fully opens it after a few moments and then leans back, kind of stretches out a bit. Um, Is anybody else doing anything before I cut to the hunter stalking in the darkness?
6: I think Dahlia comes back in a little bit disheveled,
1: (laughs) relaxed, disheveled, and somehow has a cigarette. And and probably just like, that was new. (laughs) Definitely new. Not how they do it in Kalano um but yeah you see the interior of the house uh for the most part dahlia it looks like there's plenty of room in here for for all of you it it is going to be roughing it there's no there's no like place to make a bed or anything like that but um at the very least it is very defensible and it is shower no there's no there's no shower here or anything like that unfortunately
3: I think Joe's just like, like I said, most stuff has been like taken or broken. If there's anything that can be righted, she will do so. Like, let
1: that be a role because you're kind of a technical genius, so I'm sure you can MacGyver something.
3: Yeah, just like like if there is any tech, any lights that can come on, any anything like that, or or even just like there's a chair that's still in here and she'll put it back up on all four legs, like like that kind of thing. Like, just the full spectrum of what can she do? I think she's busy work until she crashes. Is kind of
1: okay. I'll let you. I think I I don't. I don't think that requires a role. I think that your technical expertise, this being your house and you putting stuff back together just kind of happens naturally.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. That's
1: what she's up to. Okay. In which case. There are few things more dangerous that you can do with yourself, than wonder the fields And the outskirts, the Red Jaw Wilds, after the sun has gone below the horizon. Yep. But for you, Zach, this is something you've been training with for some time now. You remember going out on outings all the time with Piper and her mother, Alice, for since you were a kid, both of them teaching you the ropes. Alice Skystone was the most hardcore woman you had ever met in your life. Um, she was known for being, to to just give you a brief description, she was a ripped middle-aged amputee with the a penchant to be able to snipe from long range without having to use a scope. She was incredibly antisocial to anyone who was not part of Silver Creek. But quick to be loyal as fuck if she found out that you were going to be joining the pack, as it were. You kind of can't help but make some of the parallels between some of the personality traits that you yourself have picked up and your time training underneath Alice Skystone. When she died, Piper didn't even allow herself time to mourn her mother's death. She picked up her mother's weapons and she went to work and you have been supporting silver creek with piper ever since out here by yourself reminds you of those few nights where you decided to push the envelope a little bit and test how good you really are how well can you protect people living out here on the edge yes i
2: think i think there's just a point where very- He's gone out, and he just stops and leaves on a tree branch He just mutters to himself, I don't want to do this anymore.
4: Yeah, you're not supposed to. What the (laughs) fuck? That we're supposed to be raptors. We hunt in packs. You can't go out alone. You'll ruin it. Oh, my God. Yes.
2: I am out of it. I didn't even hear you. Good. Then I'm ready. You shouldn't be here. It, this is this is dumb. This is.
4: You offered to teach me before. Cashing in. Aussie Creek reporting for duty. And also checking on you, because I was taught that it was dark. You were supposed to be careful when it's dark, and going out alone when it's dark sounds like a really bad idea, but I don't know. I'm not the one with the solar chainsaw.
2: It's going out alone when it's dark is suicide. I'm glad that you listened. Is that the you
4: didn't? Are you Okay.
2: Did you feel it when we came back? Everything. Just everything.
4: Yeah, but kind of skewed toward nausea. I feel like there might be a more more emotional component I'm not I'm not getting yet.
2: Carn are trained to live on the land and to protect the village with our lives and (laughs) a village Silver Creek it's just in the grand scheme of things it's so small
4: yeah I mean Joe taught me that our cells are small, but we need all of them to make up a Zach.
2: Why don't. And some of them wanna...
4: are protector cells. I know that one.
2: Why don't you want to go home, Ozzy? What's, what's, what's in that city that's got you so spooked?
4: Oh, I can't go back there
2: you can go from one reality to another. I'm pretty sure you can take a couple of steps in that direction.
4: Okay, I can't go back there. Like, I can't go back to the estate. How's that?
2: Doesn't this seem kind of pointless now, though? I mean, you're not allowed to go to one city in a world where we got left hide. Yeah,
4: but everyone here still matters.
2: Six months ago, everyone here was almost wiped out and we wouldn't have had a clue. So much for protecting the village.
4: Well, now you can, because because we're all quick and stuff, which apparently is important. Right. Sounds like someone who spends his life putting himself in danger for everyone else, doesn't know who to put himself in front of him anymore. The
2: whole point, My father was Karn, his father was Karn. My dad um, didn't make it back on a trip, looking for some time, whatever. Mom couldn't take it, left to join the butterflies and that has defined me and it's all so nothing now. It's all nothing. I could just leave. We all could just leave. Do you know, do you know how infatuated I have been with Talia and and, 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 and then to find out this that she's what a, a, a part of a, a clone of an evil yeah I, I, I can't fathom this. It's too much. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Stay low, stay quiet. Oh, no, 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 no.
4: You're in my house now. You're real. Dahlia's real. Your parents were and maybe are real. And if you think I'm not sticking a pin in that, you haven't gotten to know me at all, but Everything that mattered before still matters. There's just more stuff to matter. And we've got to protect bigger. You're a Karn. You're the shield. And I thought this was the shield when I took it. And we both need to figure out the version of that shield that's still real and i'm guessing it's probably different for us and i look at your solar chains i look back up but the mission doesn't change you knew a village wasn't the whole world from the day you were first had a bow in your hand but the village always mattered.
2: We shouldn't have to live like this. It's the thing. And we don't have to. We can protect the village from the estate. We can protect the village from, I don't know, a world, <laughs> a world where there aren't fucking dinosaurs trying to kill us every goddamn second. It's true.
4: We don't have to. So where do you choose to protect them from now?
2: This is the longest I've talked to you without yelling at you.
4: I'm so aware. It's weirdly kind of nice, and I didn't realize until I started talking... That you make sense to me, I mostly thought you were stoic and angry and scary, but also really strong and cool
2: i you are very smart in the angry <laughs> that keep the dinosaurs at bay they have an angrier face than me, so I have to you're not staying low or quiet. <laughs>
4: I can do one of those really easily, but one of those is going to be hard. And I squat, like, real low.
2: Like <laughs> you did today. I mean it. I would have, uh, put an arrow in the heart of one of those silverbacks, and, um. I get them, this place is, it's home but it's broken and in a broken home you have to do what you can to survive, I had no right to aim, thank you for making sure I didn't fire.
4: Mm. Shields gotta look out for each other,
2: I'm also, I'm also gonna have to thank Dahlia That'll be... I'm scared of her.
4: That's very healthy, and also, might I, with just a slight bit more context, recommend that you wait on that particular
2: activity? You don't think she actually went through with the... I don't want to know.
4: I look back over (laughs) my shoulder and just let the timelines line up. Of when Orega closed
1: the window. <laughs> <laughs> if only anybody in this world had the phrase when in Rome. And...
3: <clears throat> yeah, Dahlia invents that phrase. In yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. When at the home it's dead. I think
2: uh I think sort of I think the last thing uh Zach is gonna say is uh You know, since we've gotten here, whenever you talk about your home and Joe, yeah, see, your face does that. Be easy on yourself. You're in my house now.
4: Well, then. I better
2: drop low and be quiet. <laughs> and I think they just, he's
1: going to, from that point on, just going to be a hunting lesson. Um, <clears throat> the two of you rise and stalk off, keeping your heads down um, into the exterior of the red jaw wilds while overhead under a beautiful primeval sky here in the Cretaceous period. There is um, the briefest red streak of a falling star that just catches across the sky. Um, whatever this universe is outside of a recursion or whatever else, the one thing it definitely is, is home. And the two of you manage to find yourselves in a moment of grounding as you push through into the trees of this dangerous world that is where you have always known and everything you've grown up, the bonds that you have formed because of survival and the communities that have built up around you. And you take Ozzy on their very first hunting trip into the red jaw wilds. And that is where we are going to leave tonight's chapter. And we pick up next week. um, We are going to do a quick hop into. Another recursion that is well beyond what this one is. But it is safe to say that aside from that one hop, it would appear at least for the moment that we have returned to predation. With a lot on our plates, so. Next episode will probably be our last one for the hot minute of us leaping out of Gravac to get whatever it is that Ozzy is hoping to get. Ozzy's got an agenda. (laughs) So we will pick it up next week. Um, But really, just fucking great game tonight, you guys. It was a lot of fun. Tonight was great.
5: Great Everybody was
4: so good. I was enraptured.
1: Yeah! Uh, you were or <laughs> Cynthia. W- Never mind. <laughs>
5: I think, I think
1: Cynthia was enraptured. Wasn't it? <laughs> wait.
5: So was it the same uh, one that you th- thralled?
1: Yes. That was the okay. one that I had yeah, 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 yeah. yeah
5: just just the hostile
3: just one. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we it was made, great.
3: made intense eye contact <laughs> for 10 minutes and then
7: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> prolonged <laughs> eye contact.
7: Prolonged eye contact.
3: I
1: mean, I don't I don't begrudge anyone working off the amount of stress that you all have racked up jumping realities and running for your lives for the past couple of weeks. So um <laughs> let's but that'll wrap us out for tonight, y'all. Again, just really fucking great game. This was such a great session. Um, I will catch all of you with the rest of the stream punks back here next Monday night. For the next chapter in Legacy of Silver Creek, and until then, see you sixty-six million years from now.
0: As we wrap up today's thrilling recording on Predation, remember that you can catch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv/altaven every Monday night at six PM PST. Explore our diverse podcast library, from the Two Dollar Creature Feature to Pest Control and Beyond. Dive into our rich archive, featuring everything from the eerie mysteries of ghosts and werewolves to the epic adventures of Star Trek and superheroes. Your continued support fuels Althaven's journey, so please consider supporting us on Ko-Fi to help create more shows like this. Join our lively Discord community to stay updated on upcoming Haven events. Until next time, keep exploring, keep listening, and keep the Haven spirit alive. Thank you for being a cherished part of Althaven.